Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Creative Theater, Akita Express, and Encore Theatrical Company. Visit us online at 30andnerdypodcast.com. Drop us an email at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash 30 nerdy podcast thanks for tuning in hope you enjoy the show and now sit back relax and get ready to nerd out with your hosts josh davis and tyler mcdaniel What's up, nerds and nerdettes? This is the podcast where everyone knows your name. Cheers, Cheers to ya. I'm Josh. And I'm Tyler, and this is 30 and Nerdy. And we are coming at you from the Fortress of Nerditude with yours truly, the registered nerd practitioner, the founder of Nerdledge, the Mac himself. And as always, fantastic to be joined by my co-host, the juicy one, the notorious JLD, the PhD of Dirt Nerdology, Dr. Davis himself. Leave now and never come back. Alright, bye. <laughs> hey everybody. For those of you listening again, thank you and cheers to you for all the subscriptions and the follows and the shares and the likes and the plays and just thank you so much and if you're listening for the first time you can subscribe to us on itunes google play spotify or wherever you cast your pod at nerds thank you to all our patreon supporters if you're a patreon supporter you get behind the scenes news um a little bit of intel possibly about next episodes coming up based off of what tier you are and just a bunch of fun things that our patreon supporters get to partake in um and if you're interested, you can check us out at Patreon Three Zero Nerdy Podcast. Uh, so, Doctor Davis, how you been, man? I've been doing doing very well, my friend. Uh, it's Labor Day today mm-hmm. for us, uh, so by the time everybody listens, hope you had a lovely uh, day off. If you oh, were yes. lucky enough to get a day off, and uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just laid around doing nothing. I'm telling you, um, today has been a crazy day. We had the whole family in mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend, and the whole family stayed with us. Um, you had me, Mom, Dad, Nolan, Peyton. Uh, Nolan was in from New York. Then you had the older brother, Christopher, his wife, and the two si- the two kids. Mm-hmm. And then we had Matt and his wife and his two kids with us. So we had a house full. Lord. This weekend, and it was uh, very enjoyable. The whole crew. Uh, yes, the whole crew. Um, we did go to oh. a stadium for some reason on Saturday. This <laughs> <laughs> past Saturday. Um, we went to this. Uh, oh, boy. 
stadium that again. something was supposed to happen at, but it didn't. Oh, um, you're telling me. Did you see the the memes that went around? Like the boat caught on fire that I morning, that. and yeah. then there was the guy in the band that passed out. And I saw that. I got to see that. Oh, I was like, oh. man, they're just stepping over him. This is just a bad day. Oh man, altogether. Um, but yeah, I try to focus on the positive, you know, um, and. We had a great time, however, just a few hours ago, you know, I I messaged you and I said, hey, you know, we're going to have to push back recording time, you know, we've had some things come up. Yeah. So, there's this hurricane heading our our way, or Mm -hmm. the coast way, it hasn't even hit Florida yet. Um, It's just now in the Bahamas, it's a Category 5, but due to the impending weather, um, my brother's plane flights got cancelled. His plane flight got canceled, and um, Peyton was going up with him for the next two weeks to finish her dissertation for uh, her master's. And so all the flights are canceled. Over a 1,000 flights across the country have been canceled just due the to the possibility yeah. of impending weather. So they spent what time should have been on the way to the airport <laughs> and all that uh, figuring out option B, C, and D, I guess. Um one of the options, the one they had to go with, basically, was uh, drive to Knoxville, um, and the airport would offer, uh, they offer rent-a-car, like Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And so what Nolan and Peyton are having to do is rent a car in Knoxville tonight and drive all 11 hours to New York City so he can be in school and ready to teach tomorrow. Oh! Yeah. And tomorrow's their first day with kids. Oh no! It, it was it That's was awful. a tense, stressful little time. Oh, I felt no. so bad because I was like, "Man, if I could teleport, I'd, I'd do it." Dude, like, I've I, done the drive to New like, York before. Oh, it's not God. fun. <laughs> I was like, I have no oh. way to help. I wish I could yeah, help. I bet. Uh, but have you, you ever know. done that drive before? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh man, a couple times. It's uh, it's, it's not, not fun. fun. I've drawn, I've driven further. Uh, one year we went to Martha's Vineyard and I drove from Pigeon Forest to Cape Cod. It was 18 hours. Nice. Yeah. It wasn't nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it kind of it kind of threw a monkey wrench in a lot of things. But, you know, we kind of all sat in the kitchen together as a family and said, all right, you know, here are the options. And this is plan A through F. A doesn't work. B's probably not going to work. So what's C and D? Um, and... Came up with the plan and hugged each other by, you know, love you, see you next time, good luck, you know, because, you know, life just throws you curveballs yeah. sometimes and you got to step I mean, out and swing. I mean, what were you supposed to do? Yeah. Go with him? That's not really going to help. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know. So. I, if there was anything, I could, if I could have snapped my finger and he'd have been there, yeah. I'd have done it in a heartbeat, but it was just, it was a crazy past few hours. <laughs> so, like on top of that, trying to finish Umbrella Academy, um... This past weekend, you know, with with many kids in the household who are not allowed to watch violent stuff. Yeah. And there are some violent fights in this. Yeah. uh, And some language. And so there'd be times where I'd have to stop what I'm doing and turn it on Moana or something. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it just, it was tough, but it was heck of a weekend. Yeah. Family time. It was fun. Uh, And uh, if you listened last week. We had a very fantastic conversation about Lord of the Rings and the Two Towers. We did a breakdown of it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I loved it. 
I enjoyed talking the rings. I'm really excited about uh, Return of the King. I know. Whenever uh, that happens. It should be at the end of this month, hopefully. Yeah. If, if things work out, if scheduling works out, you know, my people will have to call your people. Um, and we'll, we'll try to get the well, return. you know, keep them. trying. Sometimes it's hard to get through it to is, my people. They're, they're very fair. busy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Managing your schedule and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if you miss that, it is in the archives on our YouTube channel, 30 and Nerdy Podcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and this week... What are we discussing, Dr. Davis? We're talking about the Netflix original series, The Umbrella Academy. A fantastic show. So good. So good. I'm very excited. That multiple times we would start yeah. and not finish. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what I was waiting on, but... Uh, I don't know. Maybe something... Mm, I don't know what kept stopping me. I think a... Sh- like, I think I started it, every time I started it, I was about to start a show. Yeah, I think that was and me And then too. it was getting to the point where it's like, it's too late. I'm yeah. just, I'm tired. Yeah. And the little bit of time you have off, you're sleeping. Or, you know, catching up on what you've missed. Yeah. It's not TV that you've missed. It's mowing and yeah. laundry. Oh, exactly. It's real life yeah. stuff. Well, it was fun kind of getting to binge it, you yeah. know, uh, this past week. So, it's all fresh. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, it's fresh in the noggin, uh, and I uh, can't wait to break it down with you. Um, and those of you who have participated in our subscription contest uh, for the YouTube, thank you. And we will post a winner uh, announcement this Wednesday uh, following the podcast. It will be on our Instagram, social media, all that stuff. And what you've won is two free tickets to see Encore Theatricals Madagascar Jr. and a $10 gift card to Akita Express, thanks to our sponsors. Uh, and also, the time is up on our Fight Like a Nerd shirts. We had quite a few sales. Thank you very much. All the proceeds is going to go to, and I really want a big check. Like, you know in the office when Michael Scott wanted yeah. I really wish we could get a big check to give to him. We'll call somebody. <laughs> we'll make it happen. Big, we'll make it happen. Um all those are going all those proceeds are going to go to donate life tennessee and that helps with organ donation uh and all things like that for other kids that are living the life that Peyton has lived for 22 years uh so thank you all those people who helped us and yeah. supported that uh, uh we will uh, uh get to more of the show after a word from one of our sponsors all right thanks josh and tyler hi everyone I'm Sawyer Stacy, and I'm playing the role of Alex the Lion in Encore Theatrical Company's upcoming production of Madagascar Jr. This is an exciting show full of fun, laughs, and music that will make you want to move it, move it. The show runs from September 6th through the 15th at the Inman Humanities Theater at Walter State Community College in Morristown, Tennessee. You can get your tickets by calling 423-318-8331 or by visiting Encore's website at etcplays.org. Don't miss out on the fun. We hope to see you at the theater. But until then, relax, be cool, and chill out. Hey, all you nerds out there in Nerdland. This is David. And this is Tim. And we're from Johnny Has the Keys podcast, a podcast where horror and sci-fi shape our lives. You're listening to Josh and Tyler of the 30 and Nerdy podcast, where they discuss, debate, and break it down with nerd culture and the nerds that reside there. If you like listening to these guys, consider coming over to the dark side with us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. 
Cheers to you, nerds, and don't forget your keys. Alright, guys, now it is time for me to talk nerdy to you. And we have used this word a hundred times, and it is my fault we have not... We have not defined this word for you. Even our intro specialist, DJ Mike Howie, he says it every week in our intro. And it's nerd out. We've okay. said it a thousand times and we've yet to define it. And that's all on me. That is my bad. I dropped the ball. I, I, I have just been buried in paperwork. We'll I am so sorry. I am picking it up right now. Alright, so nerd out is to overindulge about something within the nerd culture. Uh, example, if you really want to see Tyler nerd out, just tell him you watch Supernatural. Because then I will, I will go on this crazy like, oh, and, and what about this episode? And did you, did you know this? Did you know this? And, Did uh, you know that this actor was in this Yeah, did you know that this actor was also in this? <laughs> yeah, yeah mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, Supernatural's a weakness of mine. But, you know, if somebody were to say something about Spider-Man to you, or, do you watch The Boys? <laughs> yeah, man. I hey, watch the boys. If you haven't seen the boys, you better watch you the boys. Watch the boys because that's coming up. You know. Um, so yeah, uh, but no, for real. Like with Supernatural, though, you're like we're watching something. You're like, hey, you see that third extra from the left <laughs> over there? He played uh, Stephen on Supernatural season five, episode thirteen. Five minutes and ten seconds in. <laughs> and I'm. I'm pretty much not even exaggerating. He's not exaggerating, not one bit. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you all use that word anyways. But if someone's like, "What's nerd out?" You know, you can define it now. You can send them back to us for some more nerd vocabulary words and uh, to further your nerdledge um, about our culture. So yeah, uh, after that, let's get to Josh's favorite segment oh, here, yes. and it's called "What You Watching." So, J.D., what are you watching? Okay, so I've got a, sort of an unusual uh, recommendation this week. Okay. This is just a YouTube video. All right. So I was hanging out with Jack, the other, not dog Jack, like my actual buddy named Jack. The other um, dog Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he said, hey, have you seen this Power Rangers thing? I was like, oh, I don't know. So uh, the way you get to it, it's called Power Rangers Unauthorized. Is it the fan-made? Uh, yeah. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay, Tommy it's like goes 14. Evil or something. Tommy was not well. Yeah, I don't I don't think he was evil. He was like rogue or something. Yeah, he went rogue. Yeah. Okay. So, um it's I guess it's rated R, so yeah, it is. beware of that. It's um, awesome. The kids even have Power Rangers today. They I know do. Power, Power Rangers lasted for forever. Oh, it's still going on and Tommy still what, makes appearances. What version is it now? Like there was Ninja and Turbo and Power Force. I can't Force remember what this is now, but I know that I think the last, the last reenactment of Power Rangers Tommy was the, the the Obi Wan basically. He found them. Yeah. He gave them their powers. He taught them everything, and sometimes he'd show up and help. Oh uh, yeah, that dude so, really bought into his Power Rangers. Yeah, you know, he bought stuff, in. and like he still like at um, conventions and stuff. His hair is still like green, yeah, spiky. you know. Oh, he does the green. He does green in his hair and stuff, so he's all in. That's awesome, though. That is awesome. People really appreciate when that. you buy in like that. It shows in your performance as yeah. well. So, um, but yeah, uh, I've seen it. It's cool. Um, so yeah, it was intense. Um, <clears throat> I think the one that was bad was Rocky, and that was James Vanderbeek. Like they got a pretty, oh, yeah, you know, fairly uh, well known actor. Rocky to be is looking for Tommy. Yeah, 
And he's like breaking Kimberly's pinkies yeah. and all that. Well, and then Kimberly turns out to be something else in the end. Yes. We won't spoil it, but yes, we don't want to spoil it. It was like what? Yeah, so, it's really good. Yeah. like that's the version we thirty-year-olds want to exactly. see of Power Rangers. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. So, if anyone's listening, we will help you find funding if you want to recreate that into a real live-action movie because. Yeah, that is better than the last time they tried to reboot it. I guess uh, Rated R Power Rangers doesn't sell toys. I don't know. I mean, I'd still buy like a, a, a toy of it. I don't know why it would not sell toys. <laughs> it's not the same as like kids in the Power Rangers buying toys. But you know what it would sell? Since suits. Like... You know, like people sell storm oh, stormtrooper yeah. suits. I'd buy a, not really a morph suit because those, you know, are pretty easy to get. You can go to party party city and get those green morph suits or white morph suits or red morph suits. But if they actually made like the armor that Tommy wears, that'd be cool. I'm sure you can get it somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you stop by CM Games here in Morristown, there's a giant Batman, so I'm sure you could get armor probably. Yeah. So I just, I just we, think it'd be cool to go to like a con as Tommy. Yeah. Like in the Green Ranger suit. Well, we should get a group together and go as the whole like the whole group. the whole Power Rangers. It'd be cool to really get creative and have someone go as Zordon. Like just a tube. Just like a little moving tube with a head painted on it. Yeah. That'd be easy. <laughs> well we have to have an Alpha Five too. I think we could we can get an Alpha 5 easily. We are really getting out in the weeds here on Power know, Rangers. You mentioned Power Rangers, and I just get out of the we'll, talking. We'll say Power Rangers talk for next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll nerd out. So, uh, what you watching? Uh, well, you know, aside from the Umbrella Academy, I have um, not gotten to watch much because of rehearsals. Um, I have been blowing through that podcast I talked about last week, Wolverine. the Wolverine one. So, yeah, I started it. What do you think? Um, I'm like very immersive. Three, three episodes deep. Like you on feel that. like you're, especially with headphones in, mm-hmm. you're just like, oh my god, I'm in the woods. Yeah, like I'm in the woods. It's very realistic. It's called a 4D podcast, 4D audio or something like that is okay. what they use, uh, and they actually a lot of their recording are, you know, like when the agents are walking through the woods, mm-hmm. those voice actors are walking through woods. With parabolic mics on them. Nice. And like just a sound crew walking alongside them. And it's like, wow, they're getting the real leaves crunching. Yeah, all it's that. really top notch. It's really cool. Yeah. It's really awesome. And I think it'll, like I said, now that you know, you've started listening, Marvel could open a whole universe of pod comics. Comic cool. casts. They should. They should. It'd be really cool. Um, but aside from that, um, I, I was going to start The Boys, but I was like, nope. Don't start it now, because you'll get to next week and be like, "That gummit, I'm gonna have to start it again." Yeah, because you're just busy. And I love binging right before we break down something. Yeah, and I'm gonna rewatch it. Yeah, so because um, it's fresh on your mind. But you know, aside from rewatching Umbrella Academy, I've really been digging into that podcast. And of course, I've been watching the new season of Impractical Jokers. Um, my man Q is not doing good, but it's still a funny show. I love that show. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, next week, however, we'll have some cool things that we'll have to rewatch for next week's episode. Oh yeah, I already we'll know to, exactly yeah. what I'm going to talk about. Absolutely, too, so. absolutely. Uh, so what do you say we get to some uh, news? Sounds good. Sounds good. 
All right, little bit of news here this week. Uh, we're just going to try to fly through this, though, not get out in the weeds like Josh likes to do on his tangents. That was one time. <laughs> uh, first one up here, Shia LaBeouf is rumored to be the favored eyed to play the role of Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, I love Shia LaBeouf. Okay, me too. People yeah. were giving him heck when he was, I was like, he was being real, not crazy. I mean, yeah, he was pretty theatrical about it, but I love Shia LaBeouf. Me too. Um, I am happy to have him in the MCU. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought about him playing Moon Knight, but I don't I see why not. I would have first... I know that I've talked about Jensen Ackles should be Jason Todd, mainly because he voiced him in the animated movie. But Shia would be a good Jason Todd as well. Sure. Like in a live-action version of Under the Red Hood or something. Yeah. He'd play that whole, like... You screwed me over. You left me to die. You're not going to die. I feel like he could play that really well. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, we talked earlier a couple of episodes ago. We don't know much about Moon Knight. So I can't tell you who would be good, who would be bad. But I think Shia LaBeouf does great work. Yeah. He immerses himself. So I definitely think he'd be good. I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, Sony and Disney deal is reportedly <laughs> coming this way. Um, this was last reported by the YouTube channel Everything Always that has proven to have some connections to some sort of suit and some writers at Marvel. Um, pretty much like 90% of what they have um, reported has become true. Well, I don't like them um, though, still. The last word was that a deal on Sony's side, a deal would have to cl- include Tom Holland being used in both universes. That he would have to be used... That he could also be shared, basically. Come into the Venomverse that they've created as well as the MCU. However, that opens the door to some construed continuity. Well, yeah, and that means then we probably won't get Venom in MCU. Yeah, because it's like, okay, sure. Say they were to break a deal and they were to share... That means the Tom Holland that you see in the Venomverse would be different than the Peter Parker we see in the Marvel. That's crazy. He can't Surely. talk about. He couldn't talk about oh. Tony or anything that he's gone through, and then he'd come to the MCU and he couldn't talk about Venom. Surely they're not really trying to do that. That was the last word. And oh. like I said, these guys have been right about ninety percent of their stuff. Well, I mean, stupid. they were the first people to break the silence on the uh, the deal coming through with Fox. They were the first people to. Uh, break the, um, what was the big one they broke and it came true? Uh, I cannot remember. I think it was James Gunn's reinstatement. Oh, okay. And it became true and they are like, uh, yeah, we told you that weeks ago that they were reaching a deal and that he was coming back. But So, I mean, if you go back and look, more nine times out of ten, they're factual. And they're, because they talk about we do have sources in creative mm. at the MCU studios. Um, they will not ever name their sources, which is smart, obviously. Um, but they say that we are within weeks of hopefully having a deal. But Sony's last words were he'd have to be shared. Truly shared. Goodness. You know, I mean, Whatever. we talked about this with our friend Logan. I mean, I think I see both sides of this aspect. Um, I see Sony's side. I see Disney's side. But it all comes down to, I'm on this new path of it's all corporate greed. <laughs> like, 
no matter whose side I would choose, I still look at it as that's still greedy. That's still corporate greed. It's business. It's you know, it's but their business is getting in the way of our entertainment. Yeah. So that's where we'll stand. Also, you had uh, texted me about this, I believe, an all-female Avengers movie. Yeah, that's exciting. I saw that. That is uh, apparently in the works, and the first two who have signed on so far is um, Captain Marvel, and uh, who was the other person to have been in talks? Uh, Scarlet Witch, I believe, was the other two. Okay. And of course, you're, you know they'll build off of that. Like, I think it'd be cool to see an Iron Lady show up. Maybe get oh you pepper. mean Pepper yeah maybe oh that rescue rescue yeah maybe <clears throat> get Pepper to show back up in the suit. Wasp will probably obviously be in it. I just think it'd, it'd be cool. I think it's about time. First I'm all of all, for it. you know we're all for that, uh, and I think they could tell a really cool story. Of course, you know I don't want to go off on another tangent like I did last week, but those trolls had lots to say about it. You know they did. It's pandering. It's pandering. Um but you know what? I think there's a big audience for it. I think there's a lot of people who'd be excited about it. Absolutely. And very interested in it. And um, I'm one of them. Yeah. So uh, I will see it if I will if be it there opening night. Um, the latest word out of Joker is that the movie and the performance is both unsettling and beautiful. Yeah, there's already talks I heard about um, Joaquin Phoenix being in the, uh, you know, the Oscar arena race. for some Oscars, so and he that'd would be great if he does not fall prey to the curse that Heath apparently said on it. Blah blah blah, all that crap. Um, he would be a a live Oscar, not a post mortem Oscar. Yeah, uh, for the performance. The trailers I've seen, man, he just he has delved into it. He lost like what fifty two pounds yeah. or something. I mean, he looks like oh, it's just he looks so bad. Yeah, but. When he's in that makeup in the trailers, I'm like, ooh, he looks good, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, and this is excited. apparently just this original story, you know, uh, that Phillips has been playing with for a few years. This original, not really a lot of canon version of the Joker, uh, which I don't think that's a bad thing. But at the same time, I want a, sh- a universe. Yeah, I, I agree. But at the same time, like in Venom. It was like, I have mixed feelings about Venom already, but like, the whole time I felt like, you know, this is okay, but it's missing something. It's missing something. It was missing Spider-Man. Yeah. Don't you feel like, this is missing something. It's missing Batman. It's missing Batman. What if there's already, of course, you know, crazy people who've formed their theories just off of 15 second trailers sometimes, but... There is belief that the little kid in the rich looking estate that... The Joker is kind of goofing off with with the red nose through the gates is Bruce, his young child Bruce. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know it's Gotham. We know it's a prequel by the looks of it because it's not Arkham Asylum, it's Arkham Hospital. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, obviously we're slowly as 30 year olds getting to the point of, you know, don't talk to us until we've seen it. So, yeah. <laughs> we will talk about it. We'll do a whole episode. It's crazy to think, like, you know, years and years ago when there were shows or movies we were excited about, we would have, and wrestling storylines, yeah. we had all these theories about what we thought might happen. <clears throat> and we had so much fun coming up with that stuff. And now we're to this point where we're just like, man, just, I don't know. Just let me see the just movie. Just let me see and the I'll, movie. <laughs> and I'll talk to you afterwards. Yeah. Um, 
Old age, man. Yeah. Uh, recently, IT director Andy Muschietti has confirmed that his next project is the Flash movie. <gasps> and Ezra Miller is the Flash. He's back on? Yes, it is. Nice. He said, I'm taking a little break after IT too, but my next confirmed project is DC's The Flash movie, and Ezra has signed on to return. So it will be connected to Justice League to and all Justice that stuff. League, Aquaman, Gal- and okay. uh, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Okay, good. Um, that's a little bit of positivity. It's a step in the right direction, <laughs> it's a step in the DC. Out of boys. Yes, um... Some more DC news. According to Deadline, uh, Nathan Fillion has joined the Gun's Suicide Squad cast. Really? Uh, yes. Um, which he is, you know, most famous from Firefly, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, some of my favorite work he's done is not live action. He voiced in so many DC animated movies the Green Lantern. He's done a ton of he's voice work, a, actually. A ton of voice work, actually. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but he's a great Hal Jordan, yeah. voice wise. I, I just, for some reason, every time I think Hal Jordan, I think. Oh, Nathan Fillion. Yeah. You know? But he has joined the cast. Uh, there's no word yet on who he's playing. Um, but he will be joining uh, Idris Elba, replacing Will Smith as Deadshot. Mm-hmm. Um, no word yet if Harley's appearing in this one. I saw images today uh, from Birds of Prey. That looks cool. Uh, that she is uh, coming back as Harley in that. Yes. So. And Ewan McGregor is the Black's mask. Yes, yes. that's right. He is Sionis. Can't wait. He'll be good. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. So we've got some good DC news. It's just moving slower. Yeah. You well, know. hey, you know. Tortoise and the hare. That's all i got to keep thinking of is tortoise and the hare. <laughs> progress is still progress. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, that's about all we have for this week, and that is your nerd news. You know, nerds, when we're working on the show or binge-watching something on Netflix or playing video games or even watching wrestling, we get hungry. And we need to refuel. Nine times out of ten, we choose Akita Express. Akita is a family-owned restaurant where they treat you like family and feed you till you're full. Full Full-service portions and quality at a fast pace. I, myself prefer the chicken teriyaki steamed rice and whole vegetables with a dr pepper on the side but they honestly believe in providing the best customer service for a very reasonable price fresh hibachi grilled food in a matter of minutes if you haven't tried it they will find something you enjoy 10 out of 10 would recommend akita express give it a try they're at 3100 east morse boulevard right here in morristown tennessee and when you stop by tell them 30 and nerdy sent you Welcome back to the show, and that means it's probably time for us to on the Umbrella Academy. Very so, enjoyable. Very so exciting. good. So so good. And and first off, if you don't know, first off, if you haven't seen Umbrella Academy, stop listening. Push pause on this. Go watch it. Pump the brakes there, big shoots. Then come back and check it out. Uh, you know, the Umbrella Academy is an American superhero web television series developed by Steve Blackman and Jerry Slater for Netflix. One of those Netflix original series, mind you, that possibly will help them in the forthcoming battle in the stream wars. Yeah. Uh, it is an adaptation of the comic book series of the same name created by Gerard Way and Gabriel Bach. Bach! Bach! 
and published by Dark Horse Comics. The plot revolves around a dysfunctional family of adopted sibling superheroes who reunite to solve the mystery of their father's death and the threat of an impending apocalypse. There's always the end of the world. Uh, the series is produced by Borderline Entertainment, Dark Horse Entertainment, and Universal Cable. Does that mean that it's under the Universal banner? I couldn't tell you. Sounds mm. like it. Um, yeah, you said uh, written by Gerard Way. Gerard Way is the frontman of My Chemical Romance. No. Yes. And um, maybe that's why this show had such great music. I'll make a comment about it later, but the music has that angst. Yeah. It felt emo, punk, angsty, like it felt like MCRs. It was, it always fit. Know? Like if you were to put on My Chemical Romance in your Pandora or your iTunes radio, mm-hmm. the music that played in this season would be there. Yeah. Like he was probably just like, oh, you know, I'll make a few calls and ask if we can use their music. Well, I enjoyed it. Um, and the comic uh, of the Umbrella Academy was first released in September of 2007, that long ago. And wow. I didn't know about it until the Netflix show. So um, <clears throat> that was a surprise. Well, and Dark Horse. That's true, too. Uh, and did you know, my friend, that uh, Mr. Gerard Way was heavily influenced by Grant Morrison, uh, who's well-known for his work in D.C., and especially Doom Patrol? Yes. So that was a big it influence had on the him. Same feel. It yeah, does well, feel like Doom Patrol. And I would say, you know, this wasn't mentioned, but he had to have been also inspired by the X Men a little bit too, wouldn't you say? Uh you ain't yeah. kidding. So uh, quite a bit you of take, inspiration. If you take there. the Doom Patrol and the X Men and you blend them together and give it to Tim Burton, you get the heat umbrella, <laughs> umbrella academy, can basically. Give it to Tim Burton yeah. to drink. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Uh so what I thought was, you know, we would each alternate and talk about an episode. You know, we'd kind of, you know, summarize it a little bit. Sure, sure. Uh, and then we can, you know, talk about our favorite parts, break it down a little bit. Yeah. Would you like to start first? Sure, I'll, I'll do it. All right, the first episode, we only see each other at weddings and funerals. And I have probably seen this episode about three times now <laughs> because I've restarted the show so many times. So here we go. In 1989... 43 women simultaneously give birth, despite showing no signs of pregnancy prior to each birth. Seven are found and adopted by eccentric billionaire Sir Reginald Hargreaves, who raises them as a superhero team. Years later, Hargreaves' children reluctantly reunite for his funeral. Luther suspects that Hargreaves died of foul play, because the monocle that he always wore is missing. Number five, who had disappeared 16 years before, appears in a strange ball of blue energy. He claims to have returned from the future and into his prepubescent body, and that he is actually 58 years old. Tensions emerge among the siblings, and Diego gets into a fight with Luther that destroys a statue of their deceased brother, Ben. Later, Five is visiting a donut shop when several armed men enter and open fire. After killing the men, he removes a tracker embedded in his arm. Elsewhere, it is revealed that Diego has the monocle, and that Klaus can talk to Ben's ghost. What a way to open a show. (laughs) Like, first off, just the... Like, well, I loved the Phantom of the Opera stuff that Shivani is playing on the violin. I loved that they 
threw that in there. Vanya isn't even mentioned in this little summary, is she? Wow, poor a, Vanya. It already starts you off thinking, poor little Vanya. Yeah, and like I even noticed the first couple of scenes that Vanya was in, I thought that Vanya was actually like a little person. Because of the way that they do the camera angles, like when she's hugging Allison mm-hmm. for the first time, she looks really small. It made me think of like... Like Bilbo. Yeah, like Gandalf hugging Bilbo. Yes. That's almost what it looked like to me. Now, I understand that that was not the intent. Yeah. But still, it made her look really small. Like, you know, poor, quiet, innocent, ordinary little Vanya. Nothing special about yeah. you. She's constantly told there's nothing special about you. Um, Which makes us, like, pretty pretty much figure out there's definitely something, there's something about there. Vanya. <laughs> there's something there that wasn't there before. Yes. Uh, and I love Ellen Page. We've yeah. seen her as Kitty Pride in the X-Men. We've seen her in Juno with Michael Sarah. Um, she was in Inception. She was in Inception. Great yeah. movie. Good movie. Um, and she really, for some reason, I feel like she played a new character. Uh, and, I, and I know you can say, like, well, that's because she is a new character. But there are actors and actresses that, no matter what movie they're in, it's just so them. Like an Eisenberg or mm-hmm. a Michael Cera, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or even a Johnny Depp. Like, he Depp's things. Yeah. For some reason, I didn't feel like this mm-hmm. was a regular depressed Ellen Page. Yeah. This was something different. This, was, this wasn't, I'm 16 and pregnant in Juno. Or... I'm in love with Bobby, who's dating Rogue in X-Men 2. You know, this was something different, and Ellen brought that. And I just did not see the normal Ellen Page. Especially by the end. Oh, yeah. When she goes all Jean Grey. Yes, exactly. And so. like, and I loved the, you know, um, I love the, the reunion scene where they're arguing and all that. But I also love when they each go into their individual rooms. Their individual, and there's that like almost emo esque dance scene where they're all dancing at yeah. different. It made me think of the Breakfast Club. Yes, they Very played. Breakfast uh, I think Club. we're alone now by Tiffany. Yeah, I didn't really understand the point of that scene. I, I guess it, is it just to show like they all have their own space and they were all kind of secluded and isolated, but they had fun on their own. Differently, or maybe because yeah. they all had different dance styles as well. Yeah, if you noticed. Yeah, uh, there was nothing similar about either dance style. Um, and it really shows kind of their character because Diego's very hip hoppy and breakdancey almost, and, you high know, energy, high energy because he's the assassin esque, you know, still saving people, doing this vigilante work. Uh, and then you've got Klaus, who's just out all over there, the place, and he's all over the place. Love Klaus because he is a drugged up and freaking out and. Even uh, Vanya's is very emo, very weird. Very She's kind of stiff, right? Yeah, and it very it also made you kind of feel like the Peanuts, you know, like they're all <laughs> doing their own little. I didn't think of that. But their yeah, own little so. dances, each individualistic yeah. dance. Uh, it was very, very <laughs> comical, but at the same time, very telling. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's talk about all the people who are in the house. Yes. Though. Okay. Let's yes. let's run through them. So number one is Luther. Mm-hmm. Number right. one. Big super strength. Super strong. Uh, he obviously is a little uh, awkward. F- awkward looking. Um, Which you find and, out later why. Yeah. Um, he's like my least favorite, I think. I never like the like baby face, 
good guy. No, we don't. Like we never like the super strength. Face. Like, yeah. eh, he's just kind of boring. Okay, to me. Superman. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, guys. Captain America. Captain America. Babyface. John Cena in the WWE yeah. world. Um, just we've never really liked them. So um, he was not a favorite. But at the same time, then there's Diego who starts off you really just like what a jerk yeah you don't know if you can trust him yeah he's very he's just mean yeah he's mean not just to Vanya like ruthless he's mean to everybody cold hearted very yeah. cold hearted um, he is number two he is number two and he has the ability to kind of like if you've ever seen Wanted he can pretty much throw something and he can curve it no mm-hmm. matter what it is no matter what it is no so. matter what kind of curve he needs to do yeah it's like he they make it Almost like he, it has a mind of its own. Yeah. Every blade he throws knows where it needs to go, when it needs to go, yeah. and whether it needs to kill or whether it needs to maim or yeah. just stop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely, I didn't think about that. Wanted is a very good yeah. uh, comparison. Wanted is one of my favorites of all time, too. So. Yes. Um, just on Curving the bullet. Yeah. And I wish that I had Pogo. Oh. Pogo. Before we continue with the kids, Pogo is just, he's a monkey, but he's, you know, been evolved. He's like, into, he's like their, he's their Alfred. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Professor Xavier. Yeah. But a monkey. But a monkey. And, you know, he's old and he's very. I've talked all the time about like, when there are certain characters around in stories like this, I feel like everything's okay. Like Dumbledore was that for me. Gandalf was that for me. Professor Xavier was that yeah. for me. It's like everything's good when we got the old wise dude with mm-hmm. us. When Pogo so you was had around, to know. You're just like you're just like, oh man. Well, like you know, he clearly loves the kids, and he was very loyal and loved their father. Yes, but um, he also, for years, he saw you know, kept a lot of dark secrets. He kept a lot of dark secrets for their father, and you know, as you go on through the show, you find out that the father is not that. Mm-hmm. On how he parents. So, um, so I was reading, you know, some stuff online about the Umbrella Academy today, and apparently, um, Hargreaves is like an alien or something. He is. You so, didn't catch that in the beginning. Mm-mm. Uh, well, not in the beginning. In the beginning of the fin- finale, he's on his home planet, saying goodbye to his wife. Oh, that's a planet. That's a different planet. I didn't realize it and was a different planet. And what he releases into the air is this essence that creates the kids. Now I did figure that yeah. out. Okay. So that's his planet that's apparently dying. Very Superman. Oh. You know, and he had to escape and find what he created. Kids, this is why you don't play with your phone when you're yeah. trying to watch a new show. <laughs> Man, exactly. I remember that scene, but I didn't realize that that was like another planet, though. Ah, well, now it makes sense. So, yeah, he's an alien. Yeah. So, you know, he doesn't think about things like, you know, love, love, compassion, and all that. Yeah. Um, back to the, the, who is three? Is Allison three? I think Allison's three. Allison's three, and she has this, uh, rumor power. Yeah. That she can, she'll start off saying, I heard a rumor, and whatever follows that, becomes true. You know, yeah. like, I heard a rumor you pulled your pants down and went streaking at Neyland Stadium, and you do it. Just immediately. Mm-hmm. It's like a... It's not really a telekinetic 
type thing. It's just more Basically, of a, like poison ivy. Yeah, just like a whisper of persuasion. Control you. Yeah. Um, Allison was also not one of my favorites. Um, she grew on me, but yeah, I mean, she most was, of the shots, like, oh, she's annoying. She was kind of like a horrible person because yeah, she, she really is. everything that she had basically was a lie built on her power. Her power. Uh, you I know, mean, I heard hey, a rumor that I was great for this part, yeah. and you know, but I mean, that. come on, if you had the ability, well, I heard a rumor that I have ten thousand dollars in my bank account. I heard a rumor that I, I guess she could have been worse. That's true. Yeah, she could have been worse, but you know, I mean, she used it on her kid. That was come on. Yeah, that was bad parenting. <laughs> so yeah, well, I think that her character. Really instills the whole. If you have a power like that, with great power comes great responsibility. That's true. She wasn't responsible. She was not. Uh, number four, your Klaus. favorite. I love Klaus. Klaus. And every family member, no matter if you're normal superhero, everybody has a Klaus in their family. Uh, yeah, everyone. Uh, it might not always be the tweaking druggie, the thief, or whatever, but everyone has that cousin Eddie. From Vegas vacation and Christmas vacation. Everyone has a Klaus. Um, and his performance is great. He was so good. Klaus is played by Robert Sheer, uh, Sheehan. He's an Irish actor. This is actually his second time playing a superhero uh, for television. He did a show for the BBC called Misfits. It was a bunch of uh, teenage hooligans. And mm-hmm. they somehow got powers. I've seen a little bit of it. I actually got the DVD sitting right there. Uh, but he was in that. Oh, yeah, you do. So this is his second time uh, in this genre. Um, and he was probably my favorite. Num- number five is is neck and neck with him. But I just knew, like, outside of this exterior, like, you know, Klaus acts like he doesn't care about anything. And he's just, you know, always worried about getting high and yeah. stuff like that. It was like, and he was sort of sarcastic and everything. It's like, there's definitely some deep, act, dark part to When he to would Klaus. act like he'd be like, and me. Love that, like he'd say something mm-hmm. like that, and almost as if tears are coming, but then he'd go, <laughs> yeah, you know, and just walk away. Oh, that scene, went, like I think it's episode uh, like three or four when they're uh, torturing him in the hotel room. Uh, oh man, everything they're throwing at him, he's just like, and again, kids, this isn't really a PG show, yeah, uh, but he's aroused by it, and he's yeah. just like, uh, doesn't matter what you throw almost at me, yeah. <laughs> I like it, and they're just like. What is wrong with this guy? So, um, and I, and you know, like I was saying, we learned that there's probably some some deep dark aspect to him that we're not yeah. seeing, which is why he's putting on that exterior, the sarcasm and the yeah. you know the drugs and all that stuff, and he's doing that stuff to just stay numb to keep the spirits at bay. Yeah, his ability his, is yeah. he can uh, call forth the dead uh-huh. and communicate with them. Yeah. Um, of course, we learn later that that's just the scratch of the surface of his mm-hmm. abilities because he's he's held them back for so long. Because uh, we find out that to ma- find out what his ability was, that terrible father locked him in a mausoleum with mm-hmm. a bunch of corpses uh, until he was able to hone it and not be afraid. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, you learn that even though he's an adult, he keeps those drugs numbing him because he hates it. He yeah. is afraid. I mean, could you? It's like the sixth sense. Yeah. You know. I mean, he was, that little kid's like, you know, I see dead people, sometimes they're not nice. You know? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you're not always going to get a nice person. <laughs> it's got to be terrifying. I bet. 
I would, you know, I certainly understand how yeah, why he you uh, would not be able to handle that. Um, so I love the pairing of their dead brother number six, uh, hanging out ben. with Klaus all the time, Ben, um, who can summon uh, tentacles and stuff from his body. Um, I loved seeing all the scenes when they were kids going on missions and stuff. Mm-hmm. The whole bank robbery scene. Yes, and he and kills all the bank robbers. He goes in that room and he kills all the dudes and he comes out and he's just covered in blood and, blood he's like, and gore and stuff. Home? Yeah, <laughs> just like, poor kid. Did they ever talk about how he died? No, they don't so, tell you how he died. I'm sure we'll get that. There's probably more to that story then. Yeah, um, Seven is technically. Vanya. Yes. But she is ordinary mm-hmm. at first. She's there's nothing special about you, Vanya. You know, and she becomes the assistant coach. You know. The one who blows the whistle to start all their practices and stuff like that. Um But of course moving forward, kinda like you somewhat predict in these type of movies, like, oh, there's something there. Yeah. There's always something there. An eight uh there was only seven. There was only seven. There was only seven. Yeah, he adopted seven of the thirty-seven kids. 30, so there's more out there. Yeah, we we don't know, we don't who, know who they are. Who they are? If we've already met them, maybe in passing, uh, we just don't know. And I'm sure that moving forward, uh, those seasons will play with it, kind of like Stranger Things did. What if like the handler or one of those people that you know work for the the time company? What yes. if they're some of the siblings who are displaced in time? Ooh. Not the siblings, but the babies that were born on that yeah. day. You know what I mean? That he didn't adopt. Yeah. Because eventually some other people, they'd start showing signs you would of powers. Think, yeah. And people would be like, ooh. So uh, there's three volumes of the comic book. So um, there's a lot more reference material out there. So hopefully. When you say volumes, for those who, for those who don't you know, read comics. Like or- one complete story like several issues go into a volume yes so like season one might have been volume one of the comics i don't know because i haven't read them yet but i'm going to so i if, don't think it was i think it was, i don't know that for sure i'm just saying kind of like the walking dead if you think about it this way season one of the walking dead was what like and season half one a volume it was pretty accurate actually um or those are in compendiums though yeah those are like massive sets massive stuff. books. Yeah. So it's kind of like volume one. I'm saying it wasn't necessarily season one on TV, but it's like similar to. It's like season one of the comics. Yeah. And then the next volume would be, you know, whatever storyline. That's like season two, but the comics version. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So absolutely. that there's three of those, and I think there's a rumored fourth one. So I read. Doesn't mean anything. So... You know, should be room for lots more TV. Hopefully, Which some of the other babies will come into play. We do know season two is greenlit. However, we have not gotten a no release exact date. date. Yet. Uh, the last release. little glimpse of anything I saw was that um, filming was supposed to start sometime this summer. And it'll, you know, we'll talk about this later. But it'll primarily be their teen selves mm. that are the That's primary what it looks story. like. So, uh, yeah. Um, anything else on episode one? I think that's it. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, episode two, Run Boy Run. Let's hear it. Five arrives at Vanya's apartment and warns his estranged sister that the world will end in eight days. Vanya thinks Five's mind has been corrupt by time travel and that the world will not really end. 
Agents Cha-Cha and Hazel arrive at a motel and begin to track their target. Luther learns that Diego had a boxing match at the time of their father's death, which rules him out as a suspect. And Vanya meets her latest violin student, Leonard. Yeah. Partly assisted by Klaus, number five tries to find out the origin of a prosthetic eye he found in the future, knowing that its owner will soon destroy the world. The brothers learn, however, that the eye has yet to even be manufactured in the present. Five visits a department store to see Dolores, a store mannequin who was his companion for 30 years and is attacked by Cha-Cha and Hazel. Diego's former friend, Detective Eudora Patch, investigates the deaths at the donut shop, but her only witness has already been interrogated by Cha-Cha and Hazel. As Allison watches old surveillance videos of her childhood to cheer herself up, she finds a disturbing tape of her father. Wow. A lot happened in that episode. So I want to talk about Cha-Cha and Hazel. What do you think about Cha-Cha and Hazel? Um, I almost got this... You know, you have... You said you've been listening to the Wolverine podcast. Yeah. The agents on there, mm-hmm. just the way that they back and forth, one's a little bit more feeling and more, you know down to earth and the other one's more like let's get down to business let's get down to business they kind of made me think of them yeah i could see that and i was like dang i feel like i just witnessed something with these two and then they're bantering back and forth i was like oh they're kind of like the agents in wolverine podcast uh i like them as characters i love hazel i love his constant yeah political like oh look at the man how they're treating us now you yeah. know poor little grunts down here in terrible hotels and small per diems and <laughs> i loved hazel and uh what was this lady's name agnes, agnes oh donut shop. loved them and Mary J. Blige is cha-cha that was cool and she is becoming quite the actress like yeah. if you look back like you know she did rock of ages Mm-hmm. Um, the movie version, yeah, uh, based on the musical, and mainly, you know, she brought vocal talents to that. But in this movie, I was like, you know, she's got some acting chops. You know, mm-hmm. she's a she's good at being um, a uh, not stern, just hard. Yeah, you know, just attitude. Not really attitude like sassiness, but more of like a can we just shut up, drop it? We're here to do a job. So go to sleep, and tomorrow we're going to get it done. Yeah. You know. Um, but they also are very telling it that they've been partners for a while. Yeah. And there's they're a good lot of, at what they do. There's a lot of mystery surrounding yeah. their uh, history, their, their organization, their stuff. history. But apparently they're the, you know, they're good at what they do. Yeah. Um, well, Five talks about that a lot. He's like, yeah. yeah, they're two of the best. They're two of the best, and they're after me. Um, I like them. You I know, do too. I, I love the, the scene when they. What was it that they were lighting on fire? The room full of prosthetic eyes and, and stuff. Dancing and, and they lit it on fire and they're dancing and having a big party and everything. I love that they scene. They think they've they've stopped. Uh, five. Yeah, they've kept five from doing what he's wanting to do. Um, I like them though. Um, the masks add kind of a creepy factor at first. You're just kind of like, oh, this is kind of or like, a goofy factor. Yeah. Doesn't. It's like either way you look at it. Yeah. Um, Cha Cha with the dog mask. Yes, and then the bear, the dog (laughs) and the bear. Um, And you talked about this in the first episode. Like in this episode, you get a lot of Ben and Klaus together. Mm -hmm. A lot of bantering, and you're starting to realize, like, man, he's seeing Ben a lot. 
even sometimes when he's able to keep the other voices away, the other bodies, yeah. Ben's there still. I couldn't figure out like it was he keeping him there on purpose or what. Could be kind of like a I'm alone. Mm-hmm. He's something to talk to. He's like the Jiminy Cricket mm-hmm. on his shoulder. Yeah. Um, and almost maybe a his albatross, his cross to bear, because maybe maybe something Klaus did Ooh. is what got Ben killed. We could don't be. know. Could be. Um, but I love it. Like he'll be talking to him and he'll just look to his left and say something. If somebody's around him, they'll go, "Who are you? Yeah, talking to." Especially when he's getting tortured. He's like, where's your brother? Um, you're going to have to be more, more specific. specific. <laughs> yeah. Ben's sitting on a, a bed, but they can't see him. So, um, Let's talk about Leonard. 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 So I had creep vibes right away. Did you have creep vibes of the fact that he just showed up or his performance? His performance. Mm-hmm. Right away, I was like, "This guy's too nice, Vanya. This guy don't sit right with me. He don't sit. He right. don't sit right, Vanya. He's way. He was just way too forward. Yeah, something. I don't he know. Was but very I was like, forward for the. I just wanted to learn. This my, guy's weird. You know, I'm, I know. Waiting this way to this way late in life to learn violin, and you want to see my wood shop, and you want to get something to eat. And yeah, is like, that what they're this calling your it? First lesson, Jeez. dude. It's a bump of brakes, kid. Um, He creeped me out at first. Um, I, of course... uh, Leonard is actually... uh, Lord, I cannot remember the guy who plays him. Uh, However, he was in one of my favorite Wes Craven movies, My Soul to Take. His Uh, name's John Magaro. Yes, John Magaro. And the premise of that movie is... um, Seven... Or is it eight? eight kids are all born on the same night and they're all born on the same night that this mass murderer was killed and his soul split off into each of them so I've heard of that it's really good it's not your normal Wes Craven like Freddy Krueger mm-hmm. or, or Scream or anything like that it's very it's very good uh, and he's in it but he's much younger in it um, I did not want to trust Leonard at first but at the same time I was like okay he's good for Vanya but then I'm like okay let's no, be honest I, the whole time I was like <laughs> I, I'm getting weird nothing, vibes it about does Leonard not work that way and if it's working that way in a show or a movie there's some dirty laundry there's some skeletons in the closet and boy did he have skeletons You're dang right um and uh, before we move on, uh, the only other thing in this episode that I have in my notes is I, uh, whoever is playing five is fantastic. And I, I always fail at writing down their names when I'm Aiden notes. Gallagher. He is... That kid is really good. He is playing a prepubescent teen with the mind of a 55, 58-year-old man in his body who has seen the apocalypse who Mm -hmm. has lived in the apocalypse so when he comes back he's in his teen body but he's playing mentally a 58 year old man who has grown very cynical very straight to the point very like harsh because of the job he had in the apocalypse so and this kid is portraying it well Mm -hmm. very well because he's not acting like a teen he's just like I'm stuck in this body you know he's like look the world's ending in four days are you going to help me or are you going to go 
I loved him. To do. I thought he was so cool. He's he's really and the cool. irony of him being in the uniform the whole time. Yes, it's great. It's like he's you know he looks like a schoolboy and all this, yes. but really he's like this. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he's hard. Yeah, he's, he's just. He's a hard butt. He's a he's a he's a bad butt. Yes, a he's bad a bad egg. butt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so shall we move on? Let's do it. All right. Extraordinary. After Allison shows Luther the videotape of what looks like Grace, the sibling's android mother, serving poison tea to their father, the two ask their mother about the incident. The android claims to remember nothing about it, but the siblings suspect that she is hiding something. Vanya struggles with her violin skill, and she and Leonard get to know each other better. Mm-mm. Number five starts an observation of the manufacturer of the prosthetic eye. Agnes, the waitress at the donut cafe, describes the umbrella tattoo of number five to Cha-Cha and Hazel, leading them to the Hargreaves' house. As Luther and Allison gather the rest of their siblings to watch the footage, Diego reveals he took the monocle from Grace after the funeral and threw it away. The siblings disagree on whether to turn off Grace or not. Cha-Cha and Hazel break into the Hargreaves' house and attack Luther, Diego, Allison, and Banya, but flee and kidnap Klaus when the siblings fight back. Diego finally turns off Grace as she is totally oblivious of the fight and shows other malfunctions. Hmm. I think in this episode you really somewhat start to pity Diego because I think he had somewhat of a connection to the mother that the others didn't mm-hmm. uh, he apparently as a child had a speech problem yeah he had a little she stutter. helped him uh, and he stayed you know he one went to the moon and the rest left or died and he continued doing this work this mm-hmm. vigilante work this superhero type work and so he's kind of like, you know, I've been here. You know, she's my mom. I've been here uh, this entire time. Um, and a, in this episode, you kind of see a lot of... There's a lot of timelines going on in this, the storytelling. There's past, present, future. Five years ago, 13 years ago, a time long travels, time ago. The time travel stuff is always so tricky for yeah, me. Yeah, kind of like The Flash. Yeah. You know, keeping up with the timelines, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, and also in this episode, you kind of start to catch that each intricate little umbrella opening mm-hmm. is different in yeah. each episode. I it's like not that. like some post-show credits that run, and it's the same every episode. It's planted it's in there, planted somewhere. Just poof, the Umbrella Academy somewhere. Yeah, uh, and it's really cool. Um, I like I that it. too. I don't have anything else to say. I think uh, yeah, summed it up um, pretty well. I think I told you this earlier. Uh, if God forbid they reboot the character of Jack Sparrow, Klaus yeah. should be Jack Sparrow. He'd be great. Uh, and also maybe a young Sirius Black. And I guess it's the way his goatee and all mm-hmm. that is formed, and his eyes. And he looks like a young Sirius Black. Uh, but I loved the uh, the choreography of the shootout scene. Yeah, because this is the uh, to the Queen song. That's uh, right, it was. Uh, make a man out of you, or something. I can't remember. I remember it now, yeah. Um, so, th- that was the thing that I, I think we've already said, like, the music for this show, like, during the fight scenes and the intro scenes, and there was later a point where um, Allison and uh, Luther had, like, a dance, and there was music there. Yes. All the music fits in so well. Yes. And one of my new favorite songs, potentially, was in... 
uh, not the next episode, but the one after. I'll talk about it. Maybe I'll play a little bit of it. Um, yeah. But it was because of this show that I found that song, and I was like, yes, this is awesome. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Good job with the music there. Absolutely. Netflix or whoever. Or Gerard Way. Yeah, Gerard Way. Whoever. Uh, so, shall we move on? Let's do it. Man on the Moon, episode four. Seven years ago, Hargreaves sends Luther, and that's number one, on a mission that goes severely wrong. To save his life, Hargreaves injects Luther with a serum that also transforms his body into that of an ape. In the present, Allison and Luther find the deactivated Grace and assume the hitman shut her off. Leonard and Vanya bond and agree to go to dinner. Meanwhile, Cha-Cha and Hazel torture Klaus to get information about Five. When they begin to destroy Klaus's drugs, he gives up information, and after sobering up, he begins to see their dead victims. Five threatens the man from Maritech to get information about the prosthetic eye. Cha-Cha and Hazel, now aware of Five's investigation, go to the lab to torch it. Diego and Luther find Five passed out drunk. Patch goes to the motel in search of the two hitmen and frees Klaus, but gets killed by Cha-Cha. Klaus escapes through the vents with the briefcase. As he opens the briefcase, he time travels. Um, this is, I have in my notes, this music is very emo rock and fantastic. <laughs> I don't remember what it was there. I can't remember either. But uh, Gorilla Serum. Um, when you finally see... Luther. What Luther's body looks like. I was like, okay, now we can get a live action Donkey Kong movie. If I were <laughs> able to do this. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Explains why he's so funny looking, though. Mm-hmm. So awkward looking. Yes. Everybody's absolutely. like, man, you, Luther, you you got bigger. You got big, boy. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason for that. Uh, yes, absolutely. He's King Kong now. Um, so, one question that came out of this, I started taking notes about the quality of storytelling that just this, this series has alone. Uh, not just for, on Netflix. Like, I'm sure if it's, if a lot of this is comic induced then the comics are good yeah if you've talked to people who have read them or done uh searches of ratings they're fantastic and this is dark horse this is a independent comic company right how long until they're made an offer by (sighs) dc or marvel how long do the big boys go before saying, you know, that Umbrella Academy stuff that Dark Horse has, we could do some killer stuff. We could do a whole movie about it. Forget Netflix. We could do big stuff with it with our money. How long? Or do you think they're like, you know what, let them have their stuff. Let them have it. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't... Because I, I started to notice, I was like, man... This isn't DC or Marvel. Yeah, neither was That's The Walking rare. Dead. You know, neither was The Walking Dead, and it's very rare. To, of course, The Walking Dead though started to get bad. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just it was a thought that passed passed by them was how long until they're you know bought out. You know, Dark Horse used to do the uh, Star Wars comics before before the Disney buyout. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Back, you know, several yeah, years ago. Yeah, back, I mean, because when I was in high school, I had a friend, Nathan, who had every one of them. Yeah. Every book, every... All that expanded universe yeah. stuff, yeah. That was them. Wow. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. Huh. Indeed. Um, 
The you talked about them dancing in the eyeball lamp to the fire. Yeah, which is very. It just was very odd because the music that was playing and. It just was very, very odd. I think a lot of odd things started popping out to me, like this whole Dolores mannequin relationship <laughs> with Five. It's, it started creeping me out, and I was like, I'm, I'm getting a little weirded well, out. Well, let's think. You know, if you're stuck in the apocalypse from the time you're 13 until you're, you know, what, 58 or something like that. Yes, I'd probably start talking to a mannequin too. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I guess. Uh, it's kind of like in I Am Legend, Will Smith. You know, he has his friends, his mannequin friends. He knew all the words to Shrek. Yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Um, this is the episode we also see Leonard pour the pills down. Down the... Uh, oh, was it? Down the drain. See? Leonard can't be trusted. Cannot be trusted. Uh, I want to talk about Patch for a second. <clears throat> okay, we didn't get much of Patch. We I feel like I didn't have her long enough to care that she died. No, I'd agree. Yeah? But you also see, the very the only, the only thing they give us on the surface is that there was a relationship between her and Diego. Yeah, and it sort of sets a fire off under him to try to get Cha-Cha and Hazel. Yeah. I get that. But other than that, unless I'm missing something, it just didn't mean no, much. No, 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 no. You're... Or to but me, you're, anyway. You're not missing anything. You're totally right. I mean, she was in like three or four episodes, and but in those episodes, she was rarely seen. And the only time she was ever really seen is telling Diego, you cannot help me. And then she was there for him, like when he talked about yeah. Grace. Mom and died. That was it. And that was it. And then she's, We know she's a good cop. She's good at her job. She cares about her job. And she has history with Diego. And that's really it. And she started to discover that there were these hit men in town and but of course you kind of want to look at her and say you went alone you should have done it diego's way she was playing good cop in a world full of superheroes <laughs> that always gets you into trouble uh, uh but yeah i would completely agree with you i mean i i normally am sad at some deaths if they if they're meaningful but it, i was like okay you know i mean she's not a character that I really cared about. Yeah, exactly. Um, if they wanted to make it mean something, she should have died near the end. Exactly. You know, I or mean, give us more substance to her character. But this show does do time travel stuff, so you never know. We may see her again. Yeah, exactly. Shall we move on? We shall. Okay. Um, this is number five, right? Yes. All right, so this is the one that had the song in the beginning. This is number five, and it's episode five. Uh, a flashback shows number five's life in the apocalyptic future. And so that's the song i got to play in a minute. He is eventually approached by the handler, representing an organization called the Commission. She offers him a job. He works some time for them by killing people throughout history, until he finds a way to return to the present day. Allison suspects that Leonard is hiding something and makes inquiries, but Vanya dismisses her concerns and becomes angry with her. Vanya stops taking her pills. When she auditions for the first chair in her orchestra, she gets it, but at the same time, a mysterious power within her appears. Klaus destroys the briefcase after returning from his time travel. He fought in the Vietnam War and lost someone close to him and is heavily traumatized. Luther and number five trick the hitman into setting up a meeting with the handler in exchange for a different briefcase. She offers number five a new job, which he accepts under the condition that his family survives. Vanya gets first chair and tells Leonard, 
Unbeknownst to her, he killed the former first chair violinist. Pogo reactivates Grace and asks her to keep a secret from the kids. Mm. Was this the same episode I talked about number five, you know, working for, you know, those people and everything. When we see him, like he was going to be the person to assassinate JFK. Yeah. Or something like that. Or he was going to stop he, the assassination. I can't remember. Somebody was trying to stop the assassination. He was supposed to kill the savior. Okay. Like, uh, the way they played it is like, you know how there's been this conspiracy? There's a second shooter. There's a third shooter. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, the CIA, the FBI, blah, blah, blah. There's all these conspiracies about everything in history. Yeah. Um, but... I think I, that's my what I surmised is he was supposed to stop the savior, or he was supposed to shoot someone else. Either way, it's very complicated. It's very complicated. They did do it well with the whole it being the day that JFK was shot. So here's the song in the beginning of the episode. So this fit really, really well. It's number five. He's pulling his wagon through the apocalypse, and he's got Dolores in the back. And oh yeah, yeah. Then yeah, it yeah. starts snowing. You see him pushing pulling through, through the, the snow. snow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is a good song. I, I love this song. So I looked. I put my SoundHound app on and listened to it on there, and what added is it? it to my music. It's called "In the Heat of the Moment" by Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. Huh. But it's. A great song. It was so. very fitting, very fitting song. Um, and you also see that that while he was in the apocalypse, five lost his mind. Yeah, you know he is sitting there having a full blown argument with Dolores, who has apparently proved him wrong about something. And um, the handler shows up, Kate Walsh from Grey's Anatomy. Yep. I loved her in Grey's Anatomy. Uh, she played Derek's. Uh, McDreamy's ex-wife in Grey's Anatomy. I know sure, you, you, sure, yeah. you haven't seen it. But uh, I loved her in that show. Um, and I just love her in general. She's a great actress. Um, but seeing her as a blonde is weird because she's redheaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she plays it very... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very, you know, just... I got it. Okay, do you know the character that Elizabeth Banks played in Hunger Games? Effie, yes, and Effie Trinket. Stepford it was very... like her and a mixture of Dolores Umbridge. Yes, you got yeah. it. That's it, right there. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, she was she was good, good addition. Um. Really explains that he wasn't just you know foraging for food and stuff in the apocalypse that something actually happened to kind of turn him hard and cynical. Yeah. He became an assassin for this corporation. Um, And then by doing that, he was able... Because the whole reason he got stuck, right? Like, he was able to move forward in time, but he was not able to move backward in time. Yeah, because there's an equation to it. So because he was working there, he was able to figure out how to go back to present day to reunite Uh with his siblings. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and this is also, uh, they're doing research about, uh, I think Allison's doing research to find out who Leonard really mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. But right beside her in the other computer kiosk is Cha-Cha researching Allison and, and the Umbrella Academy. And Cha-Cha sneezes and 
Allison from the other cubicle goes, bless you. Yeah, I remember Thanks. That. I was like, that is so typical sci-fi superhero moment. Like, just you're beside the villain and you don't know it. Or you walk somewhere that they just walked. Or it's just it was a very typical moment uh, in this kind of sci- science fiction. Um, oh, this is the episode you find out Vanya does have powers, and it's controlled or affected by her emotions. Yes. So when she's feeling especially upset, that's when her powers start to show themselves, and the medicine she takes sort of dampens all that dampens her emotions that her father put her on yeah um she has always been told it's for her nerves but it's actually to suppress her powers to hopefully prevent the apocalypse from happening yes exactly um because she's a ticking time bomb you realize she can't be controlled kind of like the dark phoenix in jean gray and the x-men um definitely some parallels there sure uh, this is also where they, uh, they're supposed to be meeting. Five and one are meeting with Cha-Cha and Hazel to exchange the briefcase mm-hmm. uh, for something. And it, they're about to make the deal. And all of a sudden, here comes this ice cream truck playing an ice cream version of Flight of the Valkyrie. And it's, uh, it's Klaus and Diego together. And there's this whole pause moment where Klaus is just waving. Time has slowed down, and he's just waving at him, just, hey, we're here. Um, but they really, I mean, every moment is, whether it's action or whether it's just the family in arguing or something, it seems well choreographed. Everything seems just flows well. I guess. Whether it's the way the cameras are turning and tilting, but this show really does the choreography, the dance that is uh, cinema. Mm-hmm. They do it well. Um, and and I love, uh, even down to like Ben popping in and out of scenes. Yeah. Like he's there, then he's not there. Like at one point during the Flight of the Valkyrie ice cream thing, he's on the front of it just like, ah! And then it cuts and then he's not there. And, you know, it's just just little nuances like that. Do you remember a while back when I talked about the boys for the first time, and I was like, you know, what sucks is that there's going to be a series of pops for the boys, and uh-huh. I'm going to want every single one of them. So they announced this week the Umbrella, Umbrella Academy, Academy pops, pops, and they look amazing. <laughs> oh, so no. there's a there's a chase of Vanya as the white violin, so you can get like regular Vanya. And then you get Vanya that's... All white violin. Yeah, all, all white. Um, I think there's one of Ben with the tentacles coming out. There's one of Klaus. Um, Have you decided whether you're going to go down the rabbit hole for these? Oh, no. I don't know. It's possible. Um, you might have to ask your wife. I think the boys is a definite yes whenever that happens, if yeah. that happens. Yeah. These... It will happen. It's a big maybe. We'll see. Mm. I'm trying to be selective because I have so many. I have a problem. You're saying it's a big maybe now, but like in two days you'll text us in the group and say, I got Vanya! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right. be like, come on, Klaus, you just got clean. (laughs) (laughs) See you again, Klaus. (laughs) See you again, Klaus. (laughs) Um, So, shall we move on? Let's do it. 
The day that wasn't. The day that wasn't. <clears throat> During Klaus's time jump, he ended up in the Vietnam War and fell in love with a soldier named Dave. Uh, meanwhile, the handler takes five to the commission's headquarters. Cha-Cha is sent orders to terminate her partner, Hazel. Aww. Luther informs the Academy about the impending apocalypse, but fails to inspire the group to fight. Angry at being excluded and with her new powers emerging, Vanya unknowingly causes a rainstorm and bends several street lamps. Klaus asks Diego to help him sober up, hoping to see... Dave's ghost before the world ends. Luther feels betrayed when he discovers his moon research was pointless. Diego discovers that Grace has been reactivated and is dumbfounded. Luther and Allison confess their romantic feelings. Five intercepts orders to protect a man named Harold Jenkins. He alters the orders, telling Cha-Cha to kill Hazel and vice versa. Vanya discovers her father's notebook to Leonard's house. Reads it and learns her father knew about her powers and suppressed them. Five steals a time-traveling briefcase and flees the commission. He arrives at the beginning of the episode, altering the timeline, and rallies his siblings to stop the apocalypse. Yeah. It even does that whole, like, rewind mm-hmm. uh, at the end. And you're just like, wait, 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 no, no, no. But Allison and and one, could, their feelings Luther. and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and let me tell you, I don't have a lot of notes, but is it weird that we ship two orphaned siblings that grew up in the same house considered brother and sister? They call each other brother and sister. They do, but they're in love, obviously. Yeah. Is it weird Um, that we're sitting there fighting for it? Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was not because I didn't really care for either of those characters. I didn't really care about that part. That's true. (laughs) But Um, I was trying to figure it out. Like, what is this? Is there something going on here? Is this, or is it just Luther and she's not so much? In all honesty, they're not really related. No. You know, they just grew up in the same house as orphans. And they weren't really orphans. I mean, I guess it's. You know, they were taken from their mothers. Uh, so they it, were bought. Actually, were, let's get sorry, it right. They were purchased for a very hefty fee. Um, and I'm telling you, Klaus belonged in the '60s. Once they got out of the war, and they were showing them in the club dancing, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, "This man lived." <laughs> Something that was memorable to me though was when he came back like after his trip to Vietnam mm-hmm. and he the briefcase pops up or whatever and he's back to the present he just breaks down and starts crying like what a performance right there and I yeah. can tell like dude this guy has seen some crazy stuff Nom. you know what I mean I was like oh no like, what we has happened we only hear about PTSD and our elders mm-hmm. uh, who were over there mm-hmm. in Nam. So we will never really know, but I mean, Klaus's performance really—he grasped that. Yeah, you felt uh, for him. Yeah, you really did, and I think that's really when he, his eyes were truly opened to maybe there's another way I can live life and not be—you know—I saved people. He fought in a war. He did something pretty courageous for the first time ever, and it took him flashing back to Vietnam to learn a different side um 
And if you didn't know already, uh, this episode pretty much shows you that he's gay. Mm-hmm. That Klaus is gay. Um, you catch on pretty quick if, if you know, if you have half a brain cell. But <laughs> this episode really showed it. Yeah. Um, confirmed. Confirmed. Um, I like... I know that they uh, they had the moment, and then Five goes back to the moment where they're all together talking about everything that's going on, and it's like that moment in Stranger Things where that we talked about in all three of our Stranger Things breakdown is that moment that the team is all together and on the same page. Anytime that happens, you're just like, yes. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting somewhere. Everyone's together. They're on the same page, and they're going to save the day now. Uh, but, of course, in this one, they're just all these disagreements. <laughs> and, all like, they're so... Um, they just can't get along. So one of the one of the posters for this show, it's got, like, you know, all of them under the umbrella, and it has three words at the bottom. With a period and uh, next to each one, it says "super period dysfunctional period family period." Hmm. So True. it's like they are a super dysfunctional family, but at the same time, they are super and they are dysfunctional, dysfunctional and, and they, they are, are a family. family. Can be taken so. either way. And have you noticed that time bureaus are a very popular thing in comic book lore? Mm-hmm. Whether it's, I mean, DC has theirs, Marvel has a time bureau, and. You probably say that Harry Potter does something like that, too. Harry Potter does something like that, too, yes. Um, And now this show, uh, Marvel's is not really a bureau. It's more of like Kang. He's, you know, rides on his ship, the Damocles, and looks throughout time. And if someone has done something to screw it up, he comes after him. Mm -hmm. So it's not a bureau, it's just him, Mm -hmm. you know. But, and of course, the, the Watchers have played with time. Here and there, but every I think that that goes based off of the fact that I think everyone has this little subconscious like maybe there is one out there, man. You know, time is just a construct, and if we do one wrong thing, it could screw everything stuff up. Stuff and things, and man. Things and stuff. Um, I haven't said it, but in every notes for every chapter of this show, at the very top is in all caps. I don't trust Leonard. <laughs> like, and it keeps getting like I kept changing the font too as every episode went. I don't trust Leonard. Mm-mm. And by the end, I was like, Vanya is blind. <laughs> Just like, are you kidding? <laughs> um, I mean, it was a good episode. Not a lot to say about it, but uh, definitely shows you a different side to your favorite character. All right, the day that was. In 1989, Harold Jenkins is born from a normal pregnancy, although his mother dies in labor. Harold idolizes the Umbrella Academy and believes he is like them. Reginald rejects Harold, leaving him there, telling him, sorry, there is nothing special about him. Harold murders his abusive and alcoholic father and is sentenced to 12 years in prison. Five reveals they must locate Harold and stop him from causing the apocalypse. Diego learns that he is the prime suspect for Detective Patch's murder, and Allison recognizes Harold as Leonard from a police file. Diego, Allison, and Five break into Leonard's house, discovering destroyed Umbrella Academy memorabilia. Luther becomes depressed upon learning the truth about his mission to the moon. He goes to a rave where he gets intoxicated. Klaus follows him and is knocked unconscious in a fight. 
He sees Reginald, who tells him that Klaus has not fully seen the potential of his powers. Hazel receives orders to kill Cha-Cha, but instead incapacitates her. Leonard and Vanya are harassed by a trio of thugs. They beat up Leonard, causing Vanya's powers to burst, killing two of them. Leonard recovers in the hospital, having lost his right eye in the event, while Allison goes looking for Vanya. Yeah. Um, my first note is candy that tastes like a decade. You know, oh, yeah, like that's a, right. I'd hate to taste the 1800s. <laughs> so, that's not, the first thought I thought was like, ooh. Because she's like, here, try candy, and it's like, oh, it tastes like the 50s. Tastes like yellow fever. <laughs> tastes like yellow fever. Tastes like Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is the dancing. This is where they dance in the moonlight. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was interesting. They, uh, but it's very, it's, it's cool. It's like it's dream, but it's really happening. Yeah, well, we knew it was dream because he had like a normal, a normal body. normal body and there's yeah. lights everywhere. And, that, and I love that song, Dancing to the Moon. Like, Dancing in yeah, the that's right. I was like, I recognize this. And it was a, a cover of that song. Yes, it was a yeah. cover of it. It fit very um, well. And they were good dancers, too. If he were a superhero, I came up with a name for old Harold. Old weird Harold. Creeper Man. Harold the Hammer. Harold <laughs> That's what he used to kill his dad. Harold the Hammer Jenkins. Jenkins. Harold Jenkins! Uh, I felt for him with the alcoholic father and the losing the mother, but at the same time, you're like, well, society has created another nut job. <laughs> so he's clearly very manipulative because if clearly he's crazy, but he was able to somehow manipulate whoever into thinking that he was, you know, cured and he had served his time and he was safe to be released out yeah. in the public again. And we know he's manipulative, you know, based on the way he talks to Vanya and and you know Allison. Yeah. Allison sees through it. Because mm-hmm. Allison would know because she she knows you know what's what's real and how manipulation. to trick, manipulate people. Her power That's her is, thing. It's manipulation. So um, Vanya should have listened to her. This entire thing is like it's it's like that episode of The Flash in season one where Barry and Iris kiss for the first time and they talk about their feelings and they fall and they're like I've always been in love with you but to save the city he has to go back in yeah. time to stop the tidal wave and nothing's like it was so he's like I know you're in love with me and she's like excuse me and you're just like no no we waited all season we for waited this. all season for this um, and just as a whole like I've never really pitied a group of characters in a show more than I've pitied this family. Yeah. Just terrible father. Their entire life they've been built to the to be these machines, these heroes, these, you know, live this certain life. And it was not built through love. It was built through somewhat of the mindless, you know, this is what you have to be. I don't have to love you for for you to be it. You're and he one. didn't even give them names. You're one, you're two, you're three, you're four, you're five, you're six. And seven, so. there's nothing special about you. You're the assistant coach. Could that be his alien wherewithal? Or could it be what he thought they needed to become, those heroes? That mm-hmm. maybe love would weaken them. 
I don't know. Because there are a lot of villains out there in our comic book history who knows that love is a weakness for these heroes. I did love that scene uh, where they were like in purgatory or whatever and Klaus goes and gets the shave from from, from, his dad. from the dad. That was my favorite part of that episode. And he was kind I did of like that. filling him in on what was really yeah, going and on. Yeah, I loved and how... that it was all black and white except for Klaus's colorful shirt. Uh-huh. It's almost like the giver. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Hmm. Um, also, uh, when one goes to the rave, all I could think of, what's a rave? <laughs> it's a party where people dance on each other. It's a party where people dance on each other. Um, and there is so much in this episode going on at once. And you're just like trying to keep up with the different storylines and like, okay, what time is it? Mm-hmm. Like, is this, and it's just, Sometimes it can be a lot. That's one thing I'll say about the show is sometimes there's a lot to keep track of yeah. and keep a leash on. Um, and I don't know why I have this written. I just said, dang, Vanya. Oh, because she blew the dudes up. Oh, yeah. The dudes who attacked. Yeah. Uh, and I called it like when those dudes started picking on him. It was like, Leonard definitely told these fake. guys. Like, yeah, yeah, I knew it was a setup. I knew it. I did not know it was a setup the first time I watched it. Um, I thought maybe it was like, a, oh man, even the bad guy's in a bad way. <laughs> you yeah. know, like... <laughs> no, I figured he definitely was doing that because he, I believe he already knew at this point, you know, Vanya, your powers are triggered by your emotions. So he wanted this was to like do something double checking. to really get yeah. her to let it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so moving on. Uh... I heard a rumor. Unable to find Vanya, Allison accompanies a police officer investigating the attack on Leonard and Vanya under the guise that she is researching an acting role. As Leonard and Vanya leave the hospital, they learn that the third assailant survived. Allison and the officer question him and learn that he and his friends were paid to attack them. Hazel runs away with Agnes, going on the trip she had always planned. Upon arriving at the first stop, he leaves her to take care of an issue, but promises to return. Cha-Cha goes to Agnes's donut shop and discovers where they're heading. Leonard and Vanya continue to train her abilities in the woods, which only grow stronger as Vanya flashes back to moments in her childhood, where she was being trained by Reginald. As Reginald feared her powers were too great, he isolated her and from the others and began medicating her to stabilize her mood. Allison finally finds Vanya at the cabin and confesses that Reginald asked her to use her powers to convince Vanya that she was ordinary. Vanya lashes out in anger, slicing Allison's throat with her powers. Leonard arrives and takes Vanya away as Allison bleeds out. Yeah. I think the biggest takeaway from that episode is that part right there. Yeah, and you're just like, what? They get in the argument and she... You know, she's about to get her to calm down. I, you know, I heard a rumor that blah blah blah, whatever. And she slashes out, and there goes the Allison's the neck. Violin. And I thought she was dead. That was yeah. That was the moment where my mouth dropped up when I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Like even though you just said that, ah, you know, I don't really care for Allison's character. But at the same time, you're like, don't die. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, well, I mean, what would think about what that would mean if Vanya killed her sister? Is know? there redemption in that in the superhero world? 
Well. She wasn't full on white violin though. She just couldn't control her power. So yeah. I don't know. I think yes. I mean, she didn't mean it. Well, I mean, Jean Grey got redeemed. Yeah. So um, Jean definitely couldn't control what she was does doing. Does Allison not remind you at times though, especially in the investigating and in the way of Iris West in yes. the Flash? Yes, a hundred percent. How she is just digging and digging and yep. gets herself into trouble. <laughs> um, yes. And then you realize after the fight, the eye is Len- Leonard's. The eye the entire time has been Leonard's eye. Well, I think once he he says something when they're escaping the hospital, he's like, you know, they wanted me to get fitted for a prosthetic eye. Yeah. Ding, 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 and ding. He's like, oh, my God, it's Leonard the entire time. Yep. Um, and I loved, <laughs> I loved Klaus being a leader at breakfast. Like... Trying to wrangle the family together. Yeah, but poor one Klaus. is hungover. Nobody listens to him. Nobody take him serious. Uh, of course, he's kind of brought his brought it on himself. Yeah, I get it. Um, and I, I said right here, uh, Cha Cha is a mad woman. She feels jilted because she sees that uh, Hazel's leaving mm-hmm. with the donut shop girl Agnes. that he's fallen in love with. Agnes. Uh, so she's a jilted partner. Um, I think she almost felt that his speech to her was about her. Like we could just leave. You know, finding someone to settle down with, a partner, you know, someone that you've fallen for. I think she at first was like, oh my gosh, Hazel's in love with me. I could do that. You know, yeah, yeah, let's get out of here. Let's Never got that. I felt like that. Like, yeah. And then he's like, you, could you, are you hungry? And she's like, I could eat. When they decide not to kill each other. And they're just did she at know hotel. at that point that he was going to leave? No. So she did not. Maybe it was her realizing, oh, he's about to run off with the donut lady. Maybe. Possibly. I don't know. Because I didn't get that. Maybe, I though. Um, I love that, uh, um, I don't like Leonard. Mm. <laughs> Written in my notes. Uh, I did like the other cop. Uh, Patch's partner. Somewhat, not really her partner, but he's like, Diego, I know you didn't do this. Yeah. But I have I don't remember orders name. to follow. Um, and he, uh, no, I like him, you know. We talk on this show sometimes about you're back and forth. Sometimes you love minor characters and then sometimes you're like, what did they add? You know, but I think he, I think he brings a. He adds uh, uh, the fact that uh, Diego has history of being a good cop. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who really knows who Diego is, somebody, because Diego is still connected to that world, even though he's left or been kicked out or whatever. Yeah, there's still some connection to it, like this is where you belong, or you know, we know you're a good guy, really good, whatever. You, you, we know you liked her. Yeah. You, you know, you loved her, respected her. Uh, so, moving on. All right, changes. A young Vanya uses her powers to kill several nannies before Reginald ultimately builds Grace. So we learn that Mom is there because of Vanya. Yeah. Because all the other nannies just couldn't survive. <laughs> Leonard takes Vanya back to his home where she is riddled with guilt. Allison survives and is rescued by their brothers. However, she is unable to speak. No powers for Allison. Klaus tries to get high again, prompting Ben to punch Klaus in the face and revealing that Ben was able to make physical contact thanks to Klaus's powers. At Leonard's, Vanya discovers Reginald's diary. 
Realizing Leonard's manipulation, she kills him in a fit of rage. His body is discovered by her siblings, and Five matches the glass eye to Leonard. That whole sequence yes. gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yes. Hazel arrives at the Umbrella Academy to volunteer to help stop the apocalypse, but learns from Five that with Jenkins dead, it is done. Hazel reveals Cha-Cha to be Patch's killer and leaves their guns to help exonerate Diego. Hazel returns to Agnes only to find Cha-Cha has taken her hostage. Their fight is interrupted by the handler. Allison awakes and reveals that Vanya has powers. Vanya returns to the house and Luther incapacitates her before locking her in an isolation chamber. The others protest, but Luther refuses. Heartbroken and furious, Vanya gives in to her dark powers and breaks out. This is very Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Um, I found the opening... With the nanny stuff is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when the android mom gets up, spins her head around, and she's all very Stepford about it, that was creepy to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that, almost like an exorcist feel. Well, it worked, because Vanya was like, um, okay, I I'll eat my oatmeal. I don't okay. want to mess with you. Yes, ma'am. Um, ben punching Klaus was cool. That was such a cool thing. It was like a, <gasps> you hit me. Um... And you talked about the death. Finally, Leonard got his just desserts. Yeah. Uh, in a very... It was brutal. Brutal way. Uh, this wasn't just flinging someone across the te- the room. This was, you know, like knives. Every and, knife in the kitchen yeah. flew right into him. Just... <laughs> like before it happens, he's like, please, Vanya, not to me. Uh, which Especially question, you. Do you think he really loved her? No. Okay, I would agree. I think he was uh, definitely manipulative. I think he was somewhat of a sociopath, somewhat of a you know. I mean, undoubtedly, a chameleon. Yeah, kind of. Um, and I have it written here in all caps. Okay, the five five and Dolores thing is starting to get really weird. Like the entire oh. season, I'm just like, okay, I okay. love it. It's a gag. I get it. He was alone in the apocalypse. Kind of lose your mind, I'm sure, but it just, I think the running gag started to run, I think, I think that's one of the times where I've been like, okay, this has been done, alright. No, I never felt that way. Let's move on. Maybe we should destroy the mannequin. No. um, Not Dolores. And I love Hazel. I love the Hazel stuff. I love him sitting down with a margarita with five, going, oh, by the way, you know, I'm leaving the industry, and here's the stuff that'll help your brother be exonerated cha-chas who killed her um i'm getting out that was that scene where diego shows up and starts fighting him and yeah five is like so nonchalant about it, like hey maybe you should listen to what he has to say before you kill him yeah and he like gets that glass vase and breaks over diego to knock him out, out. <laughs> all right diego calm down all right now um i enjoyed it a good episode a great lead into our big finale mm-hmm. um which has so much in it uh, so, shall we move on? Let's do it. The finale. The White Violin. The siblings escape as Vanya destroys the mansion. Ben is able to physically interact, saving Diego from falling debris. Vanya confronts Pogo, who admits to his knowledge of her powers. She kills him. It's very sad. Uh, and Grace is destroyed when the building collapses. The siblings regroup at the bowling alley while Vanya prepares for her concert. Five meets the handler at the motel, only to realize it is a distraction. 
The siblings escape for the Icarus Theater, while Hazel and Cha-Cha are ordered to protect Vanya. However, Hazel betrays Cha-Cha and incapacitates her before returning to the motel, killing the handler and rescuing Agnes. As the concert begins, the siblings fail to stop Vanya and commission soldiers enter the theater. Ben manifests physically through Klaus and uses his powers to defeat the gunman. Allison incapacitates Vanya as her accumulated energy is redirected out into space and destroys the moon. Fragments begin to rain down upon the world, causing the apocalypse. Having failed in their mission, Five suggests that they use his abilities to travel back in time to stop the apocalypse as a team. As the world is consumed, Hazel and Agnes escape the Umbrella Academy transport back in time, reverting to teenagers. Wow. What a thing. What a thing. A lot. A lot happens. Um, It says that Hazel and Agnes escape. Mm-hmm. But we see the whole world being burned. But we don't see them die in the apocalypse. No, I guess not. We see not. everyone else die in the apocalypse except for the team that transports back in time and Hazel and Agnes. I feel like we would have seen, you know, them die along with everyone else. I mean, we saw the, you know, the other cop die. We saw Cha-Cha die. We saw the theater blow up. We saw so many places, you know, burn down. I feel like, you know, okay, were Agnes and Hazel in the apocalypse the entire time? Did they survive the blast somehow? And I think it'd be kind of a... It was an unanswered question for me because I didn't see them die. Um... And we talked about this earlier. You did not realize that the beginning of this was him being revealed as an alien. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah. Um, it was very... It was subtle. It was done subtly. Uh, so I guess in your... Well, re- I was probably playing with my phone. Probably. I just saw that he said goodbye to like his wife or whatever. She gave him the violin. He threw something up in the air. And then he was like on a train or something. Yeah. Well, the rockets in the background taken off were his alien race leaving the planet. Oh. Um, I remember that now. Yeah. Um, Pogo's death. Oh. So sad. I knew it was going to happen at some point. It's very... Very Charles Xavier death. Very Gandalf. Very Dumbledore. Very just... um, It's very sad, but you also kind of feel... It's like he's a feeble old... Monkey man. Monkey man. <laughs> and it's just... It was very sad. Um, so, I have this in all capital letters. Vanya's reaction is proof that just including someone goes a long way. <laughs> like, yeah. just, just include her. Remember that time we wouldn't let Vanya play Monopoly with us? Well, I regret that. I immediately regret not letting her in the team picture. <laughs> you know? Like, because they flash back to the scene. Like, she keeps flashing back to moments when she's destroying the mansion of being told only heroes get to go. Or you're ordinary. Or get out. Or no, you're not allowed in the picture of the team. Because I, I you know. She, she's like, Papa, you forgot me. And he goes, nope. No, I didn't. Yeah. So, just. Poor Vanya. Just. It's kind of like in our day and age, I would say, I might not be able to go with you somewhere, but an invite means the world to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, 
maybe if they just included Vanya more, these powers wouldn't have erupted so bad. Probably not. Because they are emotionally controlled. Speaking of Vanya, Ellen Page uh, is being recognized very much for uh, for her performance. She is nominated at the Teen Choice Awards for the uh, Sci-Fi and Fantasy TV Actress. Choice Sci-Fi Fantasy TV Actress. She's nominated for that. She's also nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actress in a Streaming Presentation at the Saturn Awards. Well deserved. Very well deserved. Like I said earlier, you know, she... This is a different Ellen Page than we normally see. Um... I don't know, it's just, it's odd. Um, and in this, I love Dark Vanya. Me too. I, I love just the essence, the presence, the eyes glit. And I, I love the, the parallel from the first episode to this, like the bookends of her and the violin, you mm-hmm. know, that started the series. Yeah. And that's or the season. It's ending. The season. It. Um, and you find out, you realize the entire time that the moon mission was not a waste. That the dad sent him there for a reason. Yeah. It's uh, connected somehow. It's connected somehow because it's shooting the moon in the fragments that starts the apocalypse. Right. So they realize that, you know, dad knew the entire time. But then you kind of want to be like, why didn't he just freaking say something? Would have been nice if he'd like <laughs> written us a letter or, us in or something. made us a video or something. Like, By the way, if you're watching this, I'm dead. Here's what you need to do. You know, of course, if it were that easy, we wouldn't get gripping television. I suppose that's true. Sorry, gripping streaming services. Um, and Hazel is awesome. Also. I loved the hitting the brakes or hitting that ba- barricade and she, shooting Shacha flying this out. entire show. Yeah. She keeps coming back. Um, I, I think it was a great ending. Um, again, the whole the f- effects of the theater fight, uh, you really get to see little intricate moments of each person getting focused mm-hmm. uh, in their fight. And, and your boy Klaus finally, you know, gets that shows his true ability and they all see Ben pop up mm-hmm. in this spectral form and just destroy all these shooters and they're just like no way it's him um Klaus was right all along I know uh and of course we see them go back in time as a team uh which shows us that they all revert to their teen bodies mm-hmm. uh to we don't know what part they're going back to of their past. Um, maybe, maybe, but they took her with her. Mm-hmm. They took her with them. Uh, so, I think it would be cool to, since they're going back in time, that Ben's alive. Yeah. You know, like, they go back to a time and he's like, and like, he kind of like, wakes up or something and they're like, oh, Ben! You know, because be he's good. not dead yet. Mm-hmm. Possibly in the time they're going to. So, but I don't know. Whoever tackles time travel and everything, whether it's movies or TV, do it differently. So Yeah, everybody has different rules. Yes, everyone has different <laughs> rules. Uh, I loved The Hook. It got you like... Dad started watching with me in the last few episodes as we were catching up. He was just watching. And when they just ended it with them going back in time, he went, Wait! 
I was like, exactly. <laughs> like, you've seen two episodes. This is why you have to keep your Netflix account. <laughs> this is, exactly. This is why you don't want to delete us when Disney Plus comes out. Well, they got they got my $14 a month or Absolutely. however much it is. Oh, my God. Can you believe it started at, like, what, 7 Yeah. And we're up to $14 a month? Well, for now, anyway. Because if you remember when we did Stream Wars couple months ago i was like you know i'm probably gonna let my netflix go pretty soon well, now you won't now that i'm finally into umbrella academy i'm probably not gonna do it and we'll have stranger things 4 and stranger things 4 and surely these other originals will be good too they'll have to be yeah um so final thoughts Any final thoughts i love the uh, characters and story arcs me too um i love the cliffhanger i'm excited mm-hmm. for season two mm-hmm. um I know we're about to end here, but I have a couple of these final thoughts that I, I didn't want to run by you before. I love the aspect of no matter how bad something is in your life, it makes you who you are. And it's all how you handle it. Because, like, they all had a bad dad and were treated pretty poorly. But in the end, like, five is like, who cares? We all went through it. So are we going to let that define us? Or are we going to save the world? You know, like it's kind of like okay, you can lick your chops for years, but eventually you're going to have to get up and do something. Um, and I also love the kind of like the the parallel of they were all heroes and treated Vanya weird for being normal in their eyes. Normal. No, she does end up having powers, but at the time they're like, you're excluded because you're not. A hero. Mm-hmm. When most places, like X Men, especially, like you're excluded if you are a mutant or a freak. But this show is kind of like, oh, you're normal. Yeah, There's nothing well, special about in the X Men world. They weren't on TV and didn't have it's action true. figures and it's true. all no the marketing. stuff like those. They kids didn't have, have marketing people. Um, and before we go, little resemblances. I there were. I have these four, and I wanted you to help me with these other ones. Um, I started to t- to write down like resemblances of these characters with some other comic book characters. Uh, Luther, I said the thing. Yeah. Okay. Diego was kind of Wolverine for me. Um, I'm thinking like Deathstroke. Oh yeah, Deathstroke would be good. Yeah. Deathstroke. Okay. <clears throat> Klaus, I I got a Gambit feel somehow. Um, I think. In a weird way, like Raven. Yes. The, you know, the male version I of Raven. I am naming Marvel characters, and you're coming back with DC. It's uh, weird. Interesting. Uh, Vanya, Jean Grey. Oh, just, for sure. Yeah. The three I could not think of were Ben, Allison, and Five. Okay. Um, Allison would be... I said Poison Ivy earlier. Um, With also kind of a Black Canary feel. Yeah. Because that's her power. Power of her voice. Yeah. Um, You said Ben and who else? Five. I wanted to say Nightcrawler for five, but... No. His attitude is not Nightcrawler. (laughs) I think five is sort of... There's nothing like five. Yeah. I could... I just... His own thing. And Ben... You know, we only get spectral versions of Ben. We don't get to see a lot of his character development. I think if there's anybody... Beast Boy. Huh, yeah. Maybe. I can say that. But there's definitely parallels. 
Sure. I definitely, and it kind of goes back to that argument you're always saying, you know, people use. There's nothing new in the People draw. Yeah. Uh, and, but I think this show is proof against me that you can draw and still make it great. Yeah. And different at the same time. Yeah. If people keep doing like what Umbrella Academy's done and Stranger Things have done, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's quality stuff. Uh, but uh, we did not get any questions for this episode. Um, I actually, uh, I didn't get any questions, but I did get a, a message from one of our uh, avid listeners uh, on the, the email. They said that they, too, had not finished it and probably weren't going to get to finish it before they listened. And it's uh, it's not your buddy. It's the other Chase. It's this other Chase guy who listens. Not from, you knew a Chase that listens from Tusculum, right? Yeah. It's the the other Chase, the one who sends in questions all the time. Uh, so if you are listening to this Chase, we just broke it down for you. <laughs> um, but you still should go back and watch it. Definitely. Um, so uh, next week, what, we're excited for next week. Yeah. Um, next week is our 20th episode. And we thought for next week we would take you all back in time, especially if you did not grow up in the era we grew up in. To a simpler time. To simpler times. A better uh, time. A, be- a much better time. Um, a very nerdy time. Um, we're going to talk about the 90s. Yeah, And baby. what it was like to nerd in the 90s. Uh, we'll talk about old cartoons and the animated series of some of our favorite comic books um, and movies. Because uh, it really paved the way for what we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was the really good Tim Burton Batman or the really bad George Clooney Batman. Um, the 90s had it all. The baby. 90s had it all. They had the best and the worst. Uh, but we are going to be nerding in the 90s next week. So please send in 90s questions. Whether it's about the Animaniacs, Doug, the animated Batman, Spider-Man, the X-Men, no matter what you were nerding about in the 90s, send in your questions. Can't wait for that. Oh, yes. Yeah, very exciting. Very exciting. And uh, I think that's all I've got, Doc. I think that's about it for me, too, man. All right, though. Uh, back to work for you. Oof. Back to work for me. Uh, and uh, I guess we'll uh, do this again in a few days. All right. We will see you nerds later. been listening to the 30 and nerdy podcast with your hosts tyler mcdaniel and josh davis brought to you by encore theatrical company akiva express creative theater and advertising expressions find us follow us and like us on instagram twitter and facebook visit our website 30 and nerdy podcast.com got something to tell us drop us an email 30 and nerdy pod at gmail.com until next time Cheers to you, nerds.